TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you for the 493rd time. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but we've got to out him because it's big. It's the 48-year-old Australian number one wellness expert. How are you, great man? Damien Christoph. <laughs> 48. Oh, great. Thanks, Pierce. So good. So good. It's a beautiful day in Melbourne for a change, which is awesome. I feel like I'm in Byron Bay. The weather's so good. and uh, But it's great to be joined by you, Pierce. I love being joined by you every single week for 493 weeks in a row. Mm, bring on episode 500. This? this is so good. So the reason why I say 48 is because today it's really exciting. We're talking about a topic yeah. that we don't talk about all that much. And I think it's something that we probably, we're not, we don't, we don't, we don't want to, we don't do our shoulds, but I think we would be wise to talk more about midlife and our attitudes and so on that, that, uh, often birthdays with a zero generate and challenge. And so our guest today is Shah Moore, who in her own words is just getting going at 50. Shah is a TEDx speaker, a TV talk show host, which I may have been a guest on recently, an award-winning mentor, author, and founder of the Feminescence Movement. She is the host of the brand new TV show called The Girlfriend Hour, which can be viewed on Binge, if you don't mind. I think it's had about 4 million views already, and we're very privileged to have Shah Moore joining us on 100 Not Out today. Shah, welcome to 100 Thank Not Out. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marcus and Damo. Nice to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you, Shah. And wowee, what a superstar you are. You'll be our biggest name so far, I reckon. So uh, it's great to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, I've got a question for you, Shah. Um, I love the attitude of just getting going at 50 because I feel like I'm just about to get going. Um, and I, I feel quite experienced in my first 50 years of life. I have no experience in my next 50 years of life. But have you always had this type of attitude or is this one that you've just cultivated since the big birthday? Oh, look, I think we've always lived our life like someone left the gate open. Uh, That's pretty much how we've rolled. We've been married 31 years and I've always basically gone out there and said, what can we do? Like, let's get ourselves out there. But I think all of us in our first first sort of chapter of life, our first 50, uh, first act, if you like, we, we do find ourselves and we work out who we are what is it true to our core? What are we here to do? We're also probably still trying to prove ourselves. I know I was in my 30s, like, look at me, I'm so good. And, uh, you know, and then I think <laughs> you start to arrive and land a little bit more in your 40s. And then when you touch that late yeah. 40s time and you hit the big five zero, it's like, oh, I'm officially grown up. And uh, so now what am I here to do? And I also think there's a mindset shift around the fact that predominantly when you're younger, if you knew someone who was 50, it's like, oh, they're nearly dead. And so then when you hit the 50, even though we know that we're just starting out, it's like, wow, technically I'm over halfway. What have I done? Have I created impact? What have I really gone out there and shaken up? And so for me, that's what clicked in. I hit 50. I'm like, all right, I feel like I'm born for now. And I just gave up the whole I'll do that later because we don't know if we've got that now. And also what am I scared of? I don't care about 
failing anymore because they're great lessons. I've failed, if you like, so many times. And now it's a matter of I just want to get out there and give it a good red hot crack because I don't know how long I've got left. I love this. I love this. And Shah, you, I think uh, I had the privilege of meeting you in person for the first time probably a couple of months ago, but you've got this wonderful personality. I think we would call it a vivacious personality, but a cracking sense of humour. But then I look at, you know, just in researching for this, like you've actually had, for want of a better term, like I'm going to call it a challenging upbringing and I'm even uncomfortable even talking about this, but you've got quite the history. You're of Indian heritage. At age 11, you were engaged to be married to a man nine years your senior. And I know you've told this story a number of times, so we don't have to um, do it over and over again. You've penned a really raw article that uh, is on Mamma Mia's website. We'll put a, pop a link to it in the show notes. But you're, uh, you, you're, you're coming to 50 having lived a pretty, uh, again, I would just say you've had some challenging experiences. So how do you, um, you know, either reflect on that and, and what baggage do you bring from life to 50? I know you're 51 now, but do you go right, you know, clean slate, you know, limiting beliefs out the window. Like you said, I've already failed a chunk of time, so just carry on. But um, how do you how do you take your life's experiences into the next, you know, five decades of life? Absolutely. Great question, Marcus. And I think that at some point you need to say, am I a victim or can I be victorious? Because don't get me wrong, anyone who would listen when I broke out of that arrangement at 15 and a half and grew up like that, uh, I, I did for in my 20s, anyone who would listen and feel sorry for me, I'm like, come closer. Let me tell you how hard it was. And uh, then I realized who was that serving? One, I had to relive it every day. Not such a great idea. Two, they were getting drawn down with it. And then I just started to become this heavy energy. And internally, that's not who I am. I am positivity. I am like innately I am, even though that was suppressed for so long because I was just an Indian girl. And so then I got into my 30s and I thought, wow, what if I could actually do things without that baggage? And it's no different when you fly, which everyone seems to be doing at the moment because you can, uh, you, you get charged for excess baggage. And I realised I was paying that price in my life by taking all that baggage and dragging it around with me everywhere in every room and every conversation. And I thought, wonder if I left that behind, what would happen? And that's when things started to shift. And certainly now that I've hit 50, it comes up in conversation because it is such a, a topical or pivotable conversation to have and allows people to put things in perspective. But I use it now for good, not evil. And I use it to, to give people inspiration because they look at me now and I'm not saying I'm anyone or anything. I've done a couple of things, you know, and they've gone really well. And, uh, you know, this show, we're pouring everything into it and it's, it's nearly at 300,000 views in a month, like insane. And so I think people look at that and go, oh, it's all right for her. She's always had a great life. And so that's where I feel it's relevant to bring up some of that story to make them realize I have a dirty year 11 report card that I didn't finish because that was the year I was due to be married. So I was out of the country preparing and I don't have any full of formal qualifications. And the certificate behind me is a weekend course I did just so I could have something on my wall. So I look better and more clever, right? So I don't have any of that stuff yet. I've run the largest group of day spas in, in, an, in an Asian country when we lived there for four years, opened my own spa, won a bunch of awards, speak for cruise ships, all because I chose to leave the bags behind. Mm. Wow, wee. Well, in the, um, immediately when I heard that first little bit of story, well, when I first read that first little story, I actually thought that Marcus had um, 
had made a typo in my notes in the research. And I was like, wow, is that true? And then when he said it, I like, it was filled with this kind of heaviness, which you said you dropped, which I love because I, I picked it up straight away, just as, you know, as it was said. So That is Damo's personality, Shah, just in case. He's, <laughs> he's the most beautiful empath you'll ever come across. He cares so deeply about so well, many I things. Do. But so do our listeners. Like, and so there's, but it's so easy to fall into that heaviness, that baggage to – get wrapped up in that baggage and be the excess baggage. Good on you. That's just so unbelievable. Oh, all right. Well, I'm going to go to my next question because I'm, I'm wrapped up in that. And I'm so excited. You know, congratulations. In fact, behind me, behind this fake thing that I've got behind me, which is real, <laughs> we did win the premiership in 2019, by the way, um, I have a trophy that I no longer need to use. Um, so I was going to give that to you, but you've got heaps of other trophies up there. So Good on you. So you don't need another trophy. But I was thinking of all the awards that you could have had. But And you could have this one if you want to. It's a golf one if you play golf. But mm-hmm. uh, it's for me and another mate of mine, Daniel DJ, but he was never going to win it. And I don't get it anymore. But I, that, I digress. So our observation, Shah, is being that many women struggle to find their identity when their children grow up. You're now a grandmother as well as a parent. Um, and you're running a business. TV host, et cetera, et cetera. How have you navigated this rite of passage to get through to where you are? Yeah, look, I think that's an interesting one. We've got uh, five children collectively, three of mine that I can claim, and uh, as of last week, three grandsons, um, incredibly gorgeous. Uh, I think we're first-time empty nesters. Three in one week. Oh, no, 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 spaced out. But our latest one arrived last week. So cute. Well done. Um, And I think, you know, as empty nesters for the first time, it's really given us, I guess, that final permission to really live life like someone left the gate open. And because they're all grown, they're all doing their own thing and they've got to find their way. And so I think at some point when we hit this second act, Uh, we do need to make that decision that at what point is our life actually about us? It's not that our children don't matter and our grandchildren, our friends, of course they do, but at some point it's okay for us as a couple to go out there and do the things we've been wanting to do, which you can't do when you're raising a family. And so we've got goals to to go out there and live six months of a year in another country, uh, come back and film the show. Like life is by design now. One of the many, many gifts I believe that the pandemic gave us is that you don't need to be in the one spot. You can actually work and and run your business and, and make a difference anywhere in the world. So I think if, if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure when's the right time, I think if you ask yourself, is now the right time? And the answer comes up as yes, don't second guess it. Don't put everyone, oh, but my sister needs this. And so we can always do that. There's always going to be someone who needs us. We have facilities like Zoom where you can pick the phone up and ring your sister from another country if you need to and talk to her. And, and, and at some point you've just got to say, what is it I want? What is the right next move for me? And listen to the answer. Don't second guess and just do it. Oh, I love that. That is so good. And and I know that there's uh, people uh, watching or listening to this that do feel like they succumb to the dirty S word, which Damo and I often talk about on 100 Not Out. And I know that you are part of this exclusive club called the Anti-Should Club. Because I know people are saying, well, I should do this and I should do that and I should do this and I should do that. And, and they never get to the things that they truly, truly want to do. So what can you say to the people that are listening to you right now, Shah, and going, yes, Shah, yes. Like I want to run to the beat of my own drum and, you know, live with the door open and life by design and everything. But I should stay home and, you know, work the safe job or, you know, do this, do that. Like how do people get out of that? 
rut of again what what Damo would call is stinking thinking, where they just cannot find a way to turn that you know into something greater. Uh, I first thing I'd say if you're listening is please stop shooting on yourself. Please, it's a it's a big mess, and there's no need, and it's far too much pressure because the moment you say I should do this. You're actually doing it with a heavy heart because it's actually for someone else's gain, not your own. And I'd ask you a second question to back that up. Whose life is it? Mm. If it's your life, do what feels right for you in this moment because at the end of the day, everyone else is actually only worrying about themselves anyway. We all are. We're all walking around going, what's in it for me? And so if that's the truth and the reality, which a lot of us know it is, yes, we're all here to make impact and serve and we are here to make a difference. But if you're shooting on yourself, that means, oh, I should stay here because I need to drive the grandkids to school or be there in case the parents, you know, need me. And no, it's okay. They'll find another way. And if you only have a period of time left, and who knows? No one knows how long they've got left. And the last few years did make a lot of people get really scared that they may not survive. So there's a lot of big decisions that have been made in the last few years based on the fact that maybe I'm going to die from that thing. You know, so it did shake up a lot of people. So don't live in that should. And one of the worst things you can have is regret. You don't want to get to whenever the end of your life is. And if you have a few moments before you finally close your eyes and and you start thinking about, I should have launched that TV show with no money and no budget and no sponsors and I didn't, or I should have travelled, but it should have, then you'll start to regret. And that's horrible. That's really horrible. Don't do that to yourself. Did you do that? Did you just launch this TV show? Totally, totally. So we're eating rice and pasta. Oh, we've got we've we now got a little bit of money for lettuce. <laughs> You've gone from rice and beans. This <laughs> is a great. This is a great entrepreneurial adventure. Yeah, lettuce. Absolutely, is yeah. absolutely. We now have wow, lettuce. We. Very exciting wow. time. Well, congratulations. That's that's awesome. Thank <laughs> you. Everybody, everyone loves lettuce. Um, I I was chatting with my mum the other day, and she's. She had her seventieth last year. Happy birthday to mum! And we were chatting about seventy-one coming up, and her partner David, he's turning seventy in a couple of weeks' time. And I was going, has mortality hit yet? Like, do you kind of wonder what's happening? You know, where? How did you get to this point? And they said, yes, just recently, we kind of feel like, wow, this is closing and on the final chapter. You know, like we feel like we, we might have at best thirty years to go, and um, and there's so much to do. And so when I listen to what you're talking about and where we're all at, well, you and I, Sha, Marcus is still in his nappies, like, you know. 21, seats, 21. You know, 21, he's <laughs> like, so young, it's crazy. Um, but for us, you know, in, in our in our prime, um, we, um, you know, it's good for us to be thinking forward, but I do acknowledge that, you know, 50% is almost gone. So yeah, it's it's unbelievable, and the whole shooting thing is a big problem. A lot of people do shoot all over themselves, and um, and find themselves covered in so much should. It's ridiculous. So that's that whole um, reclaiming of of happiness, which is the movement that you are championing, and uh, and you're doing such a great job in it. So in reclaiming happiness and fulfillment, you started this TV show called The Girlfriend Hour. It's on binge, um, which Marcus was on recently. Which fascinates me. I don't know how he can be on the efforts all about the girlfriends. Um, but what's it all about? Can you tell me what's it about, please? Because I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah. I love hanging around girls, Damo. You know that. I, know. I get on much better with girls than guys. I love you, brother. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll have to have you on, Damo, so we can even the score. But um, look, sure. the girlfriend. I'll come on twice. Concept. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the girlfriend hour concept is is very much around, you know, that that delicious, soulful conversation you'd have with a bestie, be it a male or a female. But the whole concept is around uh, there's so many lonely, disjointed people. And I think the last few years has, has made that even worse. Even prior to that, it was bad, but the last few years has made that worse. And we went searching ourselves for something fun, lighthearted, but had a soul to it, made a difference, conversations about business, life, relationships, gaslighting, tall poppy, all of that stuff. There wasn't anything. And a lot of the talk shows that we've seen and some of them or many of them that have closed and stopped producing. And I just thought, why isn't there one that just is is this? And so for 10 years I've wanted to do this. And uh, all, all, you know, fessing up for everything here and being honest, it was labelled Shah TV for many years. And that was again when I was still finding out who I was and then I realised this has got nothing to do with me and it's not an ego kind of show. The Girlfriend Hour is a collective, be it men or women, any human being, but it's about having that soulful conversation uh, like you would do with a best mate on a Friday night, a bottle of rosé, wine, whatever, beers and some Thai food and you talk about everything and it's a it's a gloves-off kind of conversation. So we film four times a year um, they're one-hour episodes, of course, being Girlfriend Hour. And uh, we have a bit of fun. Uh, we have some great guests on there. We have travel sections. We have D&M. So, yeah, really looking for some sponsors now to really take us the next level. I had no idea it would get to nearly 300,000 views in a month, like insane. But it shows, I guess, that people really want to tune into something that feels real and they don't want it overproduced and they don't want it staged and highly curated and celebrities all the time. Uh, they do just want to hear great people and real people having a talk about their day. That counts uh, me out that I think that whole celebrity thing. <laughs> 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 Sorry, Sha, I'm going to, to I have to turn you down. Yeah. Just, uh, no, I'd love to be on there. <laughs> so good. And uh, Damo, you fit right in, mate. You just talk, you talk and you talk and they love, they laugh at your jokes the whole studio audience, I don't know if they were well-trained, but they laughed at my gags. It was just <laughs> so laugh. much fun. <laughs> They're real human beings, I promise you. Yeah. They'll love your gags. They'll love your gags. Really? Um, wow. Yeah, they will. Okay. So, right. Shah, uh, we really appreciate, you know, all of your insights and your wisdom and your contribution to uh, not just the world of health and wellness, but as Damo said, happiness and fulfilment. Um, I just want to ask this in a way that, you know, makes people really close off today's episode with a real push. Uh, Damo's mentioned it about that feeling of mortality. You know, I've mentioned it about getting to 50 and going, are you living yeah, the, the life you should live um, and getting rid of that type of terminology. But for people that feel like, and I think this is a, at, at whatever age, because I think you've lived a life where you've hit rites of passage moments and come through them so beautifully so for people that are at any age but feel like they're stuck given that you're 51 you're a grandmother you're a mother you're you know not not just your achievements like hosting a tv show and running a great publishing company and so on but you've lived some very challenging experiences um what's your parting advice on this episode for people that just feel stuck and want to truly find that happiness and fulfillment 
I, I definitely say markets, and I love that question because I get asked that a lot. How do I move forward from here? I feel so stuck and so lost. And I think the best advice that I've been given and I now use all the time when I feel the same way is to put yourself out there, get out of the house, go to the live taping of the girlfriend hour, read books, get on to, to you know, listen to podcast shows, but change your physiology. Mm-hmm. Don't sit in the same stuckness, in the same mud. Uh, that has gotten you stuck in the first place. Change your environment. Listen to, to you know, high powerful music. Uh, read different books. Go for walks. And and this is something I do when when we've had, you know, we we have family with mental illness and it's been highly stressful for five years. And and so what are the things we did to get through that journey? Is get out, move, move your body, eat well, you know, dance, shift your energy essentially, and definitely ask questions the biggest frustration I have and we talk about this on the girlfriend hour is that people misrepresent asking a question as a sign of weakness and it is so the opposite when you put your hand up and say I'm really doing it tough right now I need some help can someone help me human beings it's innate within us to support and help others but if you don't ask, people think, oh, she must have it all right because, you know, I saw a photo of her and it was airbrushed and cool. And behind the scenes, we're all swans, right? Perfect on top and we're paddling underneath. And if you're drowning, ask for help. Ring around until someone says, I'll absolutely help you because I honestly know if you're surrounded with the right people, you're surrounded with your team of people to get you through life, you will absolutely nail it. Oh, so well said. So well yeah. said, Shah. And yeah. I think... You know, all of our listeners uh, and viewers today will absolutely resonate with your message. Uh, Shah, I've got to give a plug for the girlfriend now because I think you're doing, well, we think you're doing incredible things and 300,000 viewers are also um, agreeing with you. So well done. It can all be found at shahmore.com.au, folks. We'll put the link in the show notes. Shah, is there anywhere else you want us to send the listeners in order to connect with you and uh, and um, absorb any of your content? No, that's perfect. If you want to send donuts, I live in Southport on the Gold Coast, but otherwise <laughs> listeners to shahmore.com.au. Thank you. <laughs> oh, so good, Shah. Thank you so much. And to you, Damo, thank you for your wisdom as always on another episode of 100 Not Out. Thank you, brother. Thank you for hosting this. And uh, thanks for getting Shah on. Shah, it was so great to meet you and thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. For more of 100 Not Out, guys, head on over to Facebook forward slash 100 Not Out. Spell it all out. Instagram at 100.NotOut. For Damo, go to DamienChristoph.com. Myself, MarcusPierce.com.au. And until next time, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.